Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. This will be the last session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast for 2018. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you being here throughout the year and for this episode. The title of this episode is Authenticity Versus Spiel. And I'm just going to warn you in advance, this is kind of going to be a brain dump. I hope that there's something that I can share with you in this episode that is exactly what you need to hear going into a new year. I really do because I, I, I'm going to share some things that, you know, I just my personal beliefs, but also a lot from just observation in the marketplace. Uh, I think there's a real need right now, you know, especially in the network marketing business model for authenticity. And, you know, some people are thinking, well, Dale, what the heck is a spiel? I think I know what that is, but what is it? Well, the definition of spiel is a long or fast speech or story, typically one intended as a means of persuasion or use, but regarded with skepticism or contempt by those who hear it. So that's a spiel, you know, and all of us, how many times this year have someone have, have, have I someone has called me and they get right into their spiel. Dale, I know you're not a prospect, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and you got to blah, 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 and you can make this and blah, 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 and they don't even take a breath. And it just blows my mind. Most of the time, it's people I don't even know, never even met. And it just blows my mind. And it's like. Do they really think that's going to work for anybody, but especially someone that's been around the, the profession for 35 plus years? It just blows my mind. And see, here's what they don't realize. Well, Dale, I've sponsored, you know, seven people last month. Yeah. You know who they are? Seven people that cannot tell you no. What kind of duplication is going to come from that? And again, I, 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 I'm just very convicted about some of the things I want to share with you guys. Uh, I, I, I'm just and I hope you understand at this point, if you've listened to this podcast anytime at all, you understand where I'm coming from. We as a profession have got to get better. We've got to become much, much, much more authentic, you know, and and, you know, your track record is very, very well documented. And your track record is your track record, and it means something to the right people. Your track record means something to the right people. And I guess probably what set this off, I had somebody call me, and we were talking for a little bit, and he said, Dale, I'm really thinking about joining your Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy. And there's some other well-proclaimed, self-proclaimed guru and says, you know, his academy is – five times more expensive than yours. I said, it's 25,000 a year. He said, yeah, it's 25,000 a year. But, you know, I was telling him that, you know, I was really leaning more towards joining yours. And he said, well, you know, he did it once 
and he'll never do it again. That's what this guru told this 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 customer of ours. And he said, what would you say to that, Dale? And I would say, what I would say is right now, get him on a three-way call because I know his track record. <laughs> I know his backstory. And then he him hauled around. I said, no, really, go on, call him. If you've already talked to him about joining whatever he's doing, call him. He'll pick up and we'll talk and we'll hash it out right here. Just give me a minute to, to click record on my phone and I'll tell him it's being recorded and, and let me talk to him for five minutes. And, of course, the guy, you know, he wouldn't do it. And then I thought, well, is is he just saying that to see what kind of reaction I would have? Or did he really talk to the guy? And really, I don't know. But then he said, Dale, I'm not going to call him. But what would you say to that? And so I said, it's real simple. Do you want me? I'm not going to even tell you his his track record and the back pockets that he climbed in to get where he is or nobody would even know who, who he is. I'm not going to get into that. It doesn't matter. But here's what I would say. Uh, I started when I was 20. I was the youngest sales coordinator in the history of Shackley Corporation at the time when I was 30 years old, or when the company was 25 years old. Uh, two of the top five award winners for new volume uh, after three years, it took me three years to figure out, you know, the leadership development paradigm shift. But once I figured it out and I understood systems are duplicatable, personalities not, and I understand it's all about helping people get the right mindset and then the skill sets. And once all of that started coming together, the next year, two of the top five were frontline to me in that company. The next year, we were in the top 1% in the entire company for growth of leadership on our team. Um, then I, I moved into the health insurance profession where I was rookie of the year my first year in, great, in the Great Lakes area. They moved me into management. Uh, Kentucky was like 48th in the United States. At the end of one year, we were number three in the United States. Why? Because of what we teach and systematically how we do it. Uh, I got involved in National Safety Associates when the big rush of it was over after Momentum. Uh, we became national marketing directors in 18 months and members of the 1% Club or the President's Advisory Council member, which is, means you were in the top 1% of income earners in that company. Um, when we left there because they were starting to get away from the core fundamentals, core product line that built it, uh, the, the vice president of the company told me we had the fastest growing organization in the entire company when we left. And then when we left, I left a 25000 plus income to join a brand new company, brand new startup. And because we were one of the first in the marketplace with the chromium piclinate, a federal-based product, and I knew that if it did what I thought it could do, that it would set us up for life. My first, my last check from that company, I actually resigned in October. I resigned. I, I said, I'm done. You know, and I, I did it right. I resigned. I didn't try to hang on to my check. I resigned. And we launched in January. And my first check was $682, $683. 
and my parents and my wife and everybody that knew me knew Dale had lost his mind. But, you know, we went on to earn millions and millions of dollars and help over 200 people create full-time incomes in that company. A lot of people make a huge impact on their family with, you know, an extra $500,000, $1,500 a month. And that's when this guy thinks I did it right there. He doesn't know the track record leading up to that. Uh, and then we started our own company, uh, doing awesome, killing it, uh, doing well. Uh, I'd started it for the wrong reasons. Looking back, I understand that now, but I felt like I owed people a home. Uh, but then, you know, a year or so into it, the government outlawed the Fedra, which was our hero product, had a Fedra in it. And, you know, I stayed around for a while, but eventually just sold it because, honestly, at that point, uh, the industry itself had gotten so far away from the fundamentals of network marketing, build people, people build the business. It's a personal development program with a compensation plan attached. And everybody, you know, we're going to run to the Internet and everybody's going to get rich and we're going to change it. It's not going to be 3% make it and 97% fail. 97% are going to make it. And we're going to show them how through search engine optimization and Google AdWords. And we're going to teach people how they can be the hunted instead of the hunter and on and on and on. And reality is day one, we taught people how to be the hunted instead of the hunter. And it had nothing to do with the Internet or how you generate leads. The leads, the leads, the leads. We're all looking for the same people. We're looking for the right people at the right time in their life. And whether you find them online, offline, it doesn't matter. It's all timing. And it was just a bunch of nonsense. And I was just frustrated with it. I'd done everything, got the T-shirt, made millions of dollars. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. There's other things I would rather do and learn, and, and I'm done. And then uh, I got hired, you know, right after that, my phone started ringing, and we had the opportunity to speak and train and consult, and we've done that all over the world. And network marketing has been my bread and butter. Uh, I was hired to be a consultant for a company that was going to, you know, sell me a uh, sold me a bill of goods. They're going to put together an investor group by all the A&P grocery stores around the United States, and people will be able to go into the grocery store, buy their loaf of bread and their baked beans and whatever else they need and receive commissions on it. And it was like, if this guy can pull this off, this is going to be the biggest thing that's ever hit this industry. Uh, I, I, when the, the unethics of it were revealed to me. Uh, I left uh, over $10,000 on the table, resigned, done, done. Consulted, trained, years and years. A few years ago, we saw the most interesting technology that I've ever seen based upon Google Nearby technology for small business. It was B2B, you don't, not B2C. Uh, a lot of things I really liked. I, I got fascinated by it for our one of our other businesses to be able to use that to advertise uh long story short one thing led to another we got involved built one of the fastest growing teams in that or that company uh december 6 google decided after seven years to shut down nearby and it was done it was over 
so that's my track record. Uh, that's my track record. Uh, I don't compare it with anybody's. So that's what I would say. And then I said, listen, God, no disrespect to you at all. But I have a waiting list for the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy. And really right now, based upon where you are in your journey to date, your membership would not be accepted. You don't qualify. And he got all upset and offended. And he said, Dale, you're telling to tell me, he said, I'll pay pal you $5,000 right now. You're not going to let me in? I said, no. And it's not personal. It's not personal. But no, this is, it's not for you yet. Maybe it will be later on, but it's not for you. Well, Dale, why would you turn down five? Because I only have 20 members. That's all. That's it. 20. 20. Period. I've got a waiting list. And it's not about the money. It's about the legacy. And I know people don't understand that. And that sounds like, you know, BS. And that's fine. That's fine. I don't expect people to understand it. They don't. They can't comprehend it. But it's true. And I understand that 95% of the generic teachers and trainers and, uh, you know, and most network marketers they don't even believe in their own spiel, much less that of another network marketer or a, especially a network marketing teacher, trainer, consultant. And I don't blame them. So it's okay. But do they believe you? Are you authentic? Do they believe your spiel? Do you believe your spiel? See, I've always thought if your content is good enough and it's based upon not your opinions and not your personality, but based upon solid wisdom of the ages principles that you'll never have to worry about sales and you'll always attract the right people. See, it, 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 attracting people is not that difficult. You know, it's not. Sheep follow sheep. Okay, and I get all that, but attracting the right people is a whole different story. You know, success comes from becoming the right person, not in finding the right person. And I understand most people that listen to me, for whatever reason, they don't like my content. I mean, it, I cannot put out a podcast when somebody that I don't know, never met, is not saying, why are you talking about me? I'm talking about you. I don't even know who you are. It's just broad observations of what is obvious to people that have eyes to see it. That's all I'm doing. I don't even know who you are. Never met you. So I understand most people don't appreciate what I put into the market until they come back to it. And it's really been good this year because there's been so many people that uh, I've connected with that like Dale used to hurt you 10 years ago or whatever. And, and it's like, you know, I'm coming back and I'm listening. And it's like now that I have some experience under my belt, uh, I, I appreciate more what you're saying and and the predictability of people and the predictability of business. And um, I'm systemizing what I'm doing. And it's just been really good. And, and hopefully it'll be really good for the entire industry. But again, you know, we got to get rid of these long or fast speech or story, typically one intended as a means of persuasion, but regarded with skepticism or contempt by those who hear it. There's no place for that in this profession. It's too good as it is.
It's too good as it is. It's too good as it is. When you tell people the truth, three to five years game plan to financial independence, if you have the right mentorship and if you're with a trending product or service, it's possible. Is it highly likely? No. Why? Because most people won't do the work. Most people won't get control of their self-limiting beliefs and their self-talk. So no, but it's possible. It's possible. You don't have to have Michael Jordan talent to make this happen. You just have to have good mentorship and work ethic and systems. And those of you that are rolling and had an awesome year in 2018, I just want to share with you guys, here's what's going to happen. I promise at some point you're, it's going to. And when that happens, I can help because some of you just need somebody that's been where you're going. And I, and I want to help you through that and, and willing to help you through that. Uh, you know, today my life is so much different than it was when we left a $25,000 plus month income to start all over and make $680 and then go on, you know, to have legendary success. It's totally different today. It's, I mean, I, I've said that on this podcast many times. I coasted after that for 15 years. Not a lot. I mean, I spoke and gave everything I could give and have done it, you know, given 110% every time. But my passion, uh, my hope for the network marketing business model was pretty much over, gone. It, now, I can tell you since August 2015, it's gotten stronger and stronger and it's getting stronger and stronger every single day. Uh, there's there uh, there is hope, and were at one time in my opinion there was no hope, and some of you think, well, Dale, yeah, but you know, network marketing sales in the United States dipped the last two years in a row. That's right. So maybe some people are starting to work wake up, and I believe that they are. I believe that they are. You know, but for me, today's a whole lot different. You know, family is just critically important to me. You know, my grandkids, Dawn and I have aging parents that depend upon us, you know, because they no longer drive. Uh, you know, life is short. Uh, my my family is just, our close-knit family is very important to us. Uh, you know, for me, my focus is on, you know, building, uh, uh, you know, 100,000 you know, 200 six-figure earners, and 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 it never really was, but things change, and I'm and I'm trying to adjust in in my time and and my energy and my thought in the right places. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a 20-year-old snot-nosed kid getting started in network marketing anymore. So family and parents and grandkids. And then, you know, I, I'm gotten, a, you know, from the spiritual side, it's like I'm very interested in prophecy and end times because I, I really think that's where we are as a society. Uh, I love entrepreneurs and their stories and what they're doing and how they're doing it. I love entrepreneurs. You know, when we were in Kentucky this past week, there was a company. I wish I could remember their name. I did go to their website, but they started in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And Toyberg, that's the name of it, Toyberg. And 
it's just a young couple and like they did us they look saw something out at, I think they said Kmart they were on the news and they saw something at Kmart and then they scanned it on Amazon and they thought we could go buy these at Kmart and sell them on Amazon and probably double our money and they did and then they started going to yard sales and long long story short today they employed 36 people uh, they they basically have an Amazon, Etsy, eBay uh, type business. They have people that do nothing but just scan for old and limited produced and rare toys. And they're like the go-to people if you need a piece for your Lego set that you lost and so on and so forth. And it was just a fascinating story. I loved hearing that. I love those kind of stories. So my, my, my focus, uh, my commitment is to entrepreneurs no matter what they're doing as long as they're doing it legal ethical moral and they're telling people the truth uh man i'm all over it. And, they, and they were awesome i mean they, they had like a chef come in and make lunch for people every day people worked uh, on their own schedule flex schedules they could bring their kids to work it was phenomenal it was just a phenomenal phenomenal story uh, that I'm going to try to, I mean, I'd love to meet these this couple one day because, I mean, I was just thoroughly impressed. Uh, so entrepreneurs are, are, are my love. Uh, I'm heavy into a lot of brain research, nootropics. I'm fascinated by EQ, emotional intelligence. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm learning as much there as I can. Um, uh, health is something that's becoming more and more important for me as I get older. You know, I had a couple heart attacks, which absolutely changed my life anyway, uh, which was reason one of the reasons this podcast was ever started. But, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at things through different eyes now that I'm a little bit older than when I was when I was 20. And, you know, I've always believed that health starts with good supplementation because uh, I started with the Shackley Corporation, and you know I take 41 vitamins a day right now, and you know I, so I'm looking at things differently than I have. As you will, as life progresses, you move forward, and things change, and it's a constant evolution. Uh, you know, right now, uh, you know we've come across some science that's just blowing our minds regarding health and nutrition. If you want to. I'll never mention this again, but you can check it out, dalecalvert.com forward slash DNA if you want. If you have questions, I can try to help you there if that's something that's of interest to you. But, you know, I'm thankful that when I, you know, when I was 100% focused on building my team, you know, I was, I was doing a meeting. I was in a private plane would fly me twice a week. Tuesday and Thursday, I would go to Nashville, Knoxville, Charlotte, uh, Raleigh, um, Indianapolis, uh, Moline, Illinois, anywhere where I could get get to do a meeting and fly back uh, within you know a, a relatively short period of time. I was do- doing two meetings a week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and then. Every Saturday, I would be in Seattle or somewhere in California uh, that I would have to fly commercial. But, uh, you know, every every month we would look at the schedule. And if my daughters had uh, a piano recital or a play at church 
are ice skating, you know, nutcracker this time of the year. I still, every time I see or hear the nutcracker, it just, uh, fond yet terrible memories of freezing in an ice rink, uh, watching my oldest progress through the nutcracker cast. You know, starting out as one of the little mice, you'd have to sit there two hours and then the little mice finally came out and spun around once and went back and it was like I sit in the cold for two hours. But, you know, that's part of being a parent, right? But, and I had great examples because I can also remember being in center field as a freshman and the first game I ever started in on the high school baseball and it's freezing and I look in the stands and my dad's sitting there. Nobody else, but my dad was. So, again, I, I, I kind of get off topic here. But my point is, you know, uh, if, if there wasn't something major going on in the family, then I was somewhere doing a Super Saturday. And I did that for three, four, five years. And, you know, uh, we had a private limo driver that took my kids to school and took me in. When I flew commercial, took me to the airport and picked me up at the airport. Charles Eddie Dunn, Lord bless him, before social media. All before social media. Because the reason I did that was not so other people could see, but because it gave me more of the most valuable asset that we all have, which is time. Because I could work all the way to Cincinnati Airport. I could work all the way back. I could be on the phone. It just was convenient. Yeah, I could fly. I could drive uh, to Indianapolis and be there in three, three and a half hours and then do a meeting and then drive home and then be worthless the next day. Or I could fly there or be flown there, get out, have somebody take me, do the event and be home before midnight. You know, within a, a lot of the areas where we were strong. You know, we had over over a hundred events going on every single week that had over fifty plus in attendance, and had a couple hundred more that didn't have that much of attendance. But we're working towards that. But again, guys, it wasn't so I could be seen; it was so I could make the most use of my time, which is really what we all have to do. You know, I had to do it when I was working on assembly line and part-time you know i had to i took my business suit in i worked 10 hours on the assembly line i took a shower at 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 the at the facility at the office put on my suit and at seven o'clock and eight thirty i was sitting around somebody's kitchen table or meeting them uh at denny's you know i understood that if I can schedule 30 appointments a month, I'm going to complete 15 and I'm going to sponsor a minimum of five. And if I can sponsor five people a month, I can 100% control my future in this profession. And how many times have you heard me say that? How many times? It's numbers. It's knowing your numbers. It's controlling your own, you know, I'm not getting involved in network marketing no more, Dale, because I want my success to depend upon me. I left network marketing because of that mentality, but it's not true. 
if your skill sets and mindsets are good enough where you can get in front of enough people or you can sponsor three to five to six people every single month, then you can control your financial destiny, period, end of story. End of story. There ain't no foo-foo dust here. There's no magic whatever that's going to make it happen. There's just not. You know, so any of you can do it. But all we got, all we can do is get better, live, learn, and move forward. You know what happens for so many network marketers is, you know, if you join and create a customer, or you join and sponsor a distributor, then you've already accomplished more than most people that ever join a company. And and, and we get too big for our britches too soon. We 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 move into a management mode. We got seven people. We're going to train them up. No, you set the example. You lead by example. You lead by example. And you've got to figure out who, who, who put time, energy, and effort in and be available to everyone. But you've got to tell people the truth. The only reason to sponsor somebody is to eliminate them as soon as possible. And I know people don't understand that, but it's true. It's true. You've got to eliminate them. Because there's a lot of people in network marketing that just talk the talk, and, and that's all they do. It's a social club. It's not a business. You're not going to build your team. You're not going to find the leaders that you need if you're just, if you're just trying to drag in everybody across the finish line. You can lead a 1,000, but you can't carry three on your back. You can lead a 1,000, but you can't carry three on your back. You know, I wish – obviously, I wish I knew – now or knew then what I know now, but you know what I know, I know. You know, some things can only be learned over time. Life is to be lived forward and then understood looking backwards. I really believe that. Uh, a wise person learns from their own mistakes, but a really wise person learns from the mistakes of others. You know, I was talking with a guy this week, and he's a good guy, and I love him like a son. But but he that concept is just foreign to him, learning from the mistakes of others. It's foreign, and I told him it's foreign. You got to wrap your mind around this. You know, you just it's a shortcut if you can learn from the mistakes of other people. You know, there's a reason, guys, that billionaires create commit suicide. There's a reason, and a lot of people get so focused on. Building, 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 and they neglect, you know, they're, they're focused on the financial or the career, and they neglect the other very important aspects of life. Uh, something I wanted to share with you, this has served me well. Never, never try to explain yourself. Your enemies aren't going to believe you anyway, and your friends don't need an explanation. When push comes to shove, you'll always find out who your friends are. Most people that you think are your friends will move into a state of self-preservation if the heat comes. And see, I've already been through that, so it doesn't scare me that much. It shocked me at the time, probably put me into some type of depression, uh, nervous breakdown. It was never diagnosed, but it probably did. You know, you go through, it's like you go through 20 divorces all at the same time. Some of you have been through that. But whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's really, really true. So don't live your life holding on to grudges. They only negatively affect you. 
not those those that you have a grudge against. It doesn't affect them at all. So let it go. You know, and that's all part I think of of emotional intelligence. I believe that emotionally intelligent EQ is a real thing that you're going to hear more and more about. And I believe that emotionally intelligent people have the ability to pick out BS real quick, real quick. And sometimes it's like they know it's BS, but if it's BS, how come all these other people are involved in doing this? Because most other people don't have the EQ that you do. And some of you know, some of you, that was for you. You know who you are. You know, I, I sincerely believe millennials have a higher developed BS meter than most of my generation. I sincerely do. I think millennials can can snuff it out pretty quick because they, you know, they've been pitched their entire life. And, you know, they can spot an ad trying to, uh, you know, what they call them, info ads or whatever they call them. They can snip that stuff out in seconds. And they know and can recognize people that are trying to teach them how to do something that they've never done. They can and I think I've realized over the past 90 days or so that all communication that I have with everyone, for me personally, it's really based upon elimination, not understanding. I'm just trying to eliminate somebody as quick as I possibly can. And I also understand that a lot of people that uh, do their spiel daily think that anybody that they're communicating with that has anything to do with network marketing that they're just giving their spiel and and they don't have the ability to distinguish between spiel and facts it's really fascinating to me the the number of intelligent people that do not have the ability to wrap their mind around documented facts it's fascinating it's really fascinating because they're intelligent people but everything they hear is a spill and i think it's because everything that they regurgitate out of their own mouth is a spill does that make sense uh, and again i'm i'm learning every day every week but it's like i i've talked to a few leaders and it's like And I, I, I'm sure I probably mentioned this on on a previous podcast uh, with a, a collaboration with the Network Marketing Magazine and a couple of software companies that deal with Fortune 500 companies. Not a spiel; it's a fact. They deal with Fortune 500 companies to help them create future leaders within their companies through a concept idea that you're going to hear a lot more about called gamification. Okay, so we came out with something. We've been working on this project for months, and it was launched. And some of you have heard about it on this podcast or maybe through one of our webinars or something. And there's actually leaders, listen to me right now, that have not... really 
taking the 97 cent test drive to try to get a feel for what I'm talking about because it has to be experienced. It cannot be communicated because it's different. It's never been done before ever in the history of network marketing. These guys know what they're doing. But the number of leaders that I have communicated with this about who have not promoted the heck out of it to their organizations is fascinating to me. And the ones that have, when I, when I really look at them, it's because they're high EQ people. And the ones that don't, it's because ego is like, I don't want to learn from Jim Rohn and Jim Carrey and Dale Calvert and Harvey, you know, Steve Harvey. And I don't want them to learn wisdom of the ages principles from Earl Nightingale or Jim Rohn. I want them to, it's like they want to be the Elvis of their company. It's part of it. But it's been fascinating to me. And listen, if you're listening to this and you say, oh, yeah, Dale, I meant to go check that out. I meant to get, listen, it's probably, you're probably listening during the holiday. Write this down because this is something that you really sincerely need to understand. This is not a spiel. It's not a spiel. When I first heard about it, I was expecting a spiel. That's what I was expecting. I'm driving back from Kentucky to Atlanta, and George Madu has been all over me. You've got to be on this call. You've got to be on this call. So I got on and listened to it on the way home. Saw it immediately. Saw it immediately. Understood the gamification, the whole psychology behind it. And it's the most powerful training platform that's ever been introduced to the network marketing business model. And if you're not investigating it, why? And you say, well, Dale, that was an elaborate pitch. No, I hadn't even planned on even mentioning it. But it's just a great example of what I'm trying to communicate. People that do not have the ability to distinguish between authenticity and a spiel. It's concerning to me. And again, I think those that are authentic recognize authenticity quicker and faster and easier. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to wrap my, my mind around all this EQ stuff. Uh, there's going to be, I know, more and more coming out about it. But guys, it needs to be experienced. If you're a leader... You need to do that like today so you can experience it, watch it, see what's going on, and then ask yourself, my gosh, what if everybody on my team was being exposed to this on a daily basis? What would happen to the growth of my organization next year? And be true and get your ego out of the way if your ego is in the way. If your ego is in the way, get it out of the way. It's not about you anyway. It's about developing people. Build people. People build the business. And I could I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. I'm just let me get off of that because I'll go on and on about it. But it's been mind-blowing to me. And I guess my fear really is that many entrepreneur-minded people, especially those that are 35 years older or older, 35-plus, uh, have become so tainted within this industry to the point that they cannot recognize authenticity, that they've been let down 
and lied to and many times and and I respect that I respect that but but people ladies and gentlemen that's no way to go through life give everybody the benefit of the doubt and then eliminate them as soon as possible and then you don't have to worry so much about see I don't listen to learn I listen to eliminate listen to eliminate and again I think the Millennials have that kind of built in you know to their DNA and maybe we're per, we're evolving as human beings I don't know I'm just talking about you know possibilities but I really do believe that those that are 35 plus uh, are having more and more trouble recognizing authenticity and I understand it you know when you got you know gurus oh, I'm going to show everybody on your in your company how to recruit 20 people in 30 days and you know I'm going to sh- I'm going to share with people how to become a high paid network marketing consultant even if they've never sponsored their first distributor or have their first customer yet and you know the fake it till you make it uh, BS has has infiltrated this industry this profession at a level that is just hard for any of us to believe so I understand how this skepticism is developed you know and when you got everybody that's out there in the marketplace selling me too products when that happens which is really what's happened uh, in this profession over the last you know 15 years then what really happens is when 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 you're competing with you know seven other companies and hundreds of thousands of distributors selling what was CBD oil, for instance, then hype and scammy pitches become almost uh, inevitable. And people are trying to differentiate themselves from everybody else because there's so many me too's that it gets out of hand and then testimonies create government scrutiny and the it just continues over and over and over you know but the ability for you as an individual to distinguish the difference between you know um, hype and authenticity and to assume that everybody just has their spiel Will, will really stop your progression and growth and the development of leaders on your team. So, you know, the other thing is, as Jim Rohn said, don't mistake sincerity with truth because there's a lot of people that are just sincerely wrong. The word for 2019 for leaders, I believe, is authenticity. You know what? What we're kind of in a mode now where network marketing, recruiting, and customer ac- customer acquisition, like it's we're going to recruit and acquire customers at all costs, at all costs, and that's not a good mentality. You know we're going to recruit and sell people at all costs. It's just not a it's not a good mentality because as far as customer acquisition, if they buy once, they're a suspect. If they buy twice, they're a prospect. If they buy three times, they're a customer. 
So you have to have good quality product services that you're taking to the marketplace and, and don't fool yourself into thinking that you have something that you don't. And in the whole process, whether you're recruiting or acquiring customers, it's a real good idea to, to show them where the back doors are. You know, even show them where there's a trap door where they can get out of the conversation because every, every conversation you have is either you have people either trying to get out of it or engaged in it. Man, I'm going to say that again. That's good. Every conversation that you have on the phone, one-on-one, people are either engaged or one or the other is trying to get out of it. And, and only engaged conversations are of any value. So when you're going through your spiel as quick and fast as you can go through it, and answering every objection so you can close them in the business and you sponsor seven people this month because none of them could tell you no and you and you you know you got through 1200 people all you've done is waste your time and everybody else is involved if the conversation is not engaged if it's not an engaged conversation it's a waste of everybody's time and a lot of the things that we've been taught are just simply not true and not valuable in this profession. You know, it's okay to tell somebody, you know, really, I don't think this is for you. But, but Dale, they called on my ad and they, they were, yeah, but you know what? It's not for everybody. And it's okay when you're communicating with people and you're, and you're, and you're relating facts you know, understand that no matter how intelligent they are, there's some people that facts do not, they can they cannot distinguish between facts and spiel. And that's just true. I, I've never, you know, it's true. So it's okay to say, you know what, we can just agree to disagree. That's fine. And if somebody is 100% focused what they're doing and they're living a dream, then l- encourage them to Continue to live their dream. You don't have to recruit them. The timing in their life is going to change. Things do change. Companies change. They get sold. They, they go out of business. All kinds of drama happens in this profession. There's not that many that have actually made it to a billion dollars. So make sure that you're with one that you feel like has that upside potential. And if you do, there'll be a lot of people that you communicate with now, as long as you're having engaged conversations and not spills that will remember you if and when the timing in their life changes. It's okay to tell people, can I go ahead and scratch you off my list for now? That's fine. You know, the reason we don't and the reason we just don't follow up and just don't get definite closure and definite no's, which I've talked about many times in the last year. The reason is because we think, well, if I got 17 people out there hanging out that haven't told me no yet, then maybe one or two of them might join. It's bad. It's bad emotionally, mentally, psychologically for you as a leader. You're, you're hurting yourself at levels that you don't even understand. Get the definite no and move on and do it with people that you engage with, not that you just pitch. And when the timing in their life changes, they'll remember you.
you know, I've told people, look, I'm not going to close you. If this doesn't make sense for you, that's fine. You know, and I had this conversation last two weeks ago with a guy that I, I just love him like a son. I, I really do. He's very, very, very successful in another business model. Uh, he's got some major goals that are, you know, major goals. And the guy takes no nutritional supplements. And he's, I don't know, in his 40s, maybe, late 30s, I'm not sure. Takes zero. Doesn't work out. Ignores his health. Probably already worth a couple million dollars. And it's like, it's really, it's, it's like, I cannot get through to him regarding this. The the, 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 the the seven key areas of life he's consumed with career and financial. And some of you listen to this podcast, you might be in the same boat. Maybe we've never met. And balanced living, guys. Would it, would it, oh, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have, look, I've been there. I understand. We've all been there. But I, we've all been there. We've all been there. I'm not sure if I've said this on this podcast. I, I, I do several sessions. I, I group them. So let me say this just in case I didn't. It's a powerful quote I just heard in the last 48 hours. People who have health have many dreams. Those that don't have health have one dream. That's pretty powerful, guys. I think the bottom line is I think the most important decision a leader in network marketing has to make is am I going to appeal to the mediocrity in people or am I going to inspire greatness? Am I just going to have my tribe who know me, like me, and trust me and, and just want to hang out with me? Or am I going to inspire greatness? Because when you inspire greatness, you're going to run off a lot of people, but you're going to attract the right people. You know, I understand personally, I don't have a politically correct bone in my body. I never have. Uh, I understand that we're all building a volunteer army. Uh, I have no desire to have an inclusive attitude. And I say, well, Dale, that, you should not say that. Well, he hear me out, please. But I I'm, I'm in Kentucky, you know, last week. We had an awesome Christmas, um, awesome time with my family. And, uh, you know, this bank is doing an advertising, and we're blah, 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 and we are inclusive we, we we support inclusive inclusive charities and do this and do that and do the other thing and I just found it fascinating that there's enough people in the world that think they're excluded when they're not I mean and, and as far as network marketing goes if you're 18 or older, 
you can pretty much become a distributor in any company that you want, any company that you choose. And to, but to make a point that we include you in any business is kind of fascinating to me that that's kind of mainstream right now. I mean, I believe that we welcome all people, all backgrounds, all races, all religions. You know, this is business. It's becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, anything other than that is none of my business. It's none of my business. You know, if you want my opinion, I will share it with you. But it's not. This is about network marketing. It's about becoming a, a leader. It's about developing legacy income. It's it's. It's not, you know, we include you, you know, we support whatever. It's guys, come on. We're all building volunteer armies. And I really understand, and this is something that I'm realizing more and more that people just don't quite get. And I heard it first from Jim Rohn, and I believe in it. But you but you have to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. With the understanding, why, why do you, who, who, who died and made you MLM God, Dale? You know, how do you know what people need to hear? Because I've been doing this 35 plus years. Work with tens of thousands of people, communicate with a lot of people every day. I watch the processes, watch, see, I can't tell you what one person will do, but I can tell you what 99 out of 100 will do because really all of us are kind of fear of failure, fear of failure, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else will think, fight, flight, or freeze. Comfort zone expansion, willing to do for a short period of time what most people aren't so they can do for the rest of their life what most people can't. There's just mindsets. If you don't have them and you don't have them from your head to your heart, you aren't going to make it in this profession. You can continue just hanging out if you want. But, you know, and, and, and we've accepted that. Again, as I said earlier, appeal to mediocrity or inspire greatness. That's the choice every leader has to make. And it's, not, it's much easier to just, you know, wrap hands around people and high-five them because and, and, they came to the third convention in a row and they haven't talked to their mama yet. You know, just being inclu inclusive. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just saying, look, who are we fooling here? If people don't expand their comfort zone, learn, grow, set goals, and do the wisdom of the ages principles that were here long before I was and will be here long after I am. And if, we're, if we are not communicating that to people, we're not doing anybody any favor. You know, I, I had a Another conversation this week. I'm almost done, guys. I think I'm, I'm just kind of hope. I'm hope something I've said up to this point has provided you some value. But I had uh, another conversation uh, two or three weeks ago, and 
this this guy had left and started another company and you know the company that he was with is doing the merger and all this with another company and he said you know they've got all of our organization all their emails their phone numbers I'm afraid they're going to start calling people and I'm afraid they're going to start emailing people and the company the company itself because of the merger and I said well look you know based upon the track record of the company up to this point in time based upon a lot of other things that I'm not going to get into here uh, in my opinion anybody that 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 goes there because there's nothing there except a bunch of real token me too products anybody that goes there uh my opinion would be don't let it hit you in the butt on the way out the door because the reality is if they're not smart enough to you know internalize what they've personally experienced in the last year or so and and if they can't look and say, well, there's nothing there but token Me Too products, then they're never going to build in your organization anyway. And he said, yeah, I guess you're right. So, again, just a concept, guys. It's just as important to get rid of the wrong people as it is to keep the right people. I just believe that. And it's not that I want to get rid of I love them. I'll talk to them. But it's like you, you you need three good people a year. In three years, you're a superstar. And most people are just spending way too much time trying to help and support people that don't have the drive to do it and, and aren't willing to learn, aren't willing to learn. They're not willing to change. You know, and there's so many people today. It's like, Dale, we need to go to all these networking events and collect business cards, and we need to do this, and we need to go to the, you know, the whole Kumbaya Network Marketing Festival. We can all hold hands, and and we got to go to this, and we got to make contacts, and we got to network. And it's like, you know, and I would tell you, I'm the worst in the world at that. I am. I'm just, I, I, I am. But to me, when it's all said and done, it's not about how wide of a net you have it's about the depth of the relationships that you have with people it's the depth it's not the width and depth only comes when you can get rid of the spiel and just communicate people at a meaningful level to the best of your ability you know I don't want to be in an environment where I have to monitor my words or don't feel like I can speak freely uh, and, you know, I, I don't like being in a, an environment where I have to continually listen to somebody's spiel or their elevator pitch over and over and over and over and over, where I'm surrounded with small talk and people talking about the weather and today's news, and there's no depth to any of the conversations. I just, it, it, it doesn't sit well with me, and it doesn't sit well with a lot of people, a lot of the right people, I believe that, you know, it's like, you know, it's just, it's, it's, again, I hope I'm communicating something, giving you some things to think about, because, guys, this is the real deal, your time, energy, and effort is most, your time is the most valuable asset that you have, spend it wisely with, with, with 
good people and create depth, create depth to the best of your ability. You know, I know many of you listen to this podcast have already decided I'm going to become a millionaire. I'm going to become a millionaire. And many of you agree with me that you really haven't made it in network marketing until you get yourself in a situation where you don't need the check from your company to live a very comfortable lifestyle. Because network marketing gives you the opportunity to to create residual income through investments, through investments. You take, you know, you don't get, you don't live on $7,000 a month your entire life, start making 10 in network marketing and then start spending 14 so you can go to Dubai with the leaders. You just don't do it. Ultimately, you want to get in a point where you've got enough income coming in to live a comfortable lifestyle, even if your company goes out of business. That's that's when you've made it, in my opinion, in network marketing. And I know a lot of you believe that, too. I do believe that every network marketer leader should strive to become a millionaire, as Jim Rohn said, not for the money, but for the type of person you will have to become in the process. I think that's awesome advice. You know, you got to be sold out on your mission. You got to be so sold out that most of the people around you think you're nuts, think you're crazy. You know, many people want to, you know, say, well, Dale, Dale's crazy, you know, and a lot of people say, well, he's a generic trainer, so they want to lump me in that group, you know, and business people want to lump me in as they do you in the scamming network marketer group. You know, a lot of people say, well, Dale's just arrogant. He's an SOB. He's arrogant. And, you know, a lot of people, again, think, well, you know, he's just money motivated because a lot in my in my old videos, uh, you know, I had a I had a lot of custom four button custom made tailored suits. And, you know, I think I already talked about the diamond bracelet for my granddad. Maybe it was another podcast, but. And they think, well, you know, you know, he's got to wear these custom done suits and this and that and the other. Well, understand, ladies and gentlemen, when I started in network marketing, I didn't even own a tie. And I went to a meeting in Louisville, Kentucky, and they asked all the new people at this level to walk across the stage. And I remember walking across the stage and they had they took a group picture and like it was a bunch of old people and me. I was 20. And I had on jeans, and I think I had on a maybe a corduroy sports coat and a, just uh, a shirt, and I didn't have a tie on. And I'm and I'm looking, and it's like I'm the only one up here that's not quote unquote dressed for success. And you know, it didn't really bother me that much. But then later on, I ended up buying a tie so I could wear it when I went to other events. And then as my career kind of progressed. And I was the number one distributor of a company. I remember one of our staff members pulled me to his office and he said, Dale, look, you know, you're the number one money earner in this company. And he handed me a book called Dress for Success. And he said, please, when you go on stage, make sure your pants are zipped. He said, it's not it's not good to zip your pants in front of the crowd. And, you know, try to keep your shoes on and quit, you know, and but he was sincere and he told me probably what I needed to hear. And so I don't know anything. I don't care about 
I never cared about what I was wearing or what I'm not wearing because, in my opinion, if they're making decisions based upon what I'm wearing and not the content of what I'm communicating and the documented facts that I'm sharing, then they're the wrong type of person anyway. That's how I – and I still feel that way. But some of you remember the, the, the book that was very popular back then, you know, called Dress for Success. And so that's where all that came from. Not that I owe you an explanation, but that's where it's because people ask me, Dale, a lot of the videos I see, you got these four button suits. Uh, where did you get those? And, you know, so th that was it. That's where all that came from. So, you know, if, if you're a corporate officer or CEO of a company, I'm sorry. I mean, I believe there's still that to some level. I mean, I don't think if you're the CEO of a company that you should come on stage wearing flip-flops or your, you know, your, your hat cocked backwards on your head or anything like that. I just don't think it's appropriate. And again, this is coming from somebody that 100% understands where you're coming from. And not that I don't agree, but I think sometimes as we progress, we just got to get a little bit smarter because there's going to be some of the right people they won't be able to get past the fact, Dale, that you know you're on stage and you're you're, you're spitting all over the front row while you're speaking. Uh, you 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 act like you've got ants, you, you know, whatever. You know, I I get all that. So as we grow and as you grow as a leader, you just have to become more aware of that. In my opinion, and it's just something I wanted to to mention. You know, I, I believe you've got to, again, sell out to your mission. Whatever it is, you must attempt something so sure to fail that unless God himself intervenes, it's it's going to fail. I love that quote. I can't remember where I heard it. I'd give them credit. You know, I believe personally the Bible verse, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I know for me, August 2015 changed my life. Uh, I realize, you know, that I'm either going to be part of the problem or part of the solution. And network marketing, if, I don't know where my life would be if I hadn't got plugged into this business model. And I owe it to the industry and to everybody in it to try my best to be a voice of reason and reality with with no expectation other than trying to communicate with people the very best of my ability uh, what I know it's going to take for them to really maximize their upside potential in this profession you know I, I have come to the realization you know as I got older look at the path again life is to believe forward understood looking backwards and I was put on the path to help network marketers think for themselves think for themselves to internalize wisdom, realize the enormous amount of untapped potential they have as human beings and how this industry and the right mentorship and the right culture can can help them develop and grow into something that they probably can't even comprehend right now. And I think that's the job of every leader in this profession. I really do. It's not how much money can I extract from them. It's about helping them become all they can be. How special their story is once they complete it and they grow into it and then the ripple effect that that can have on everyone in their life and then on the entire network marketing industry, that's what we need.
from this industry. Get rid of the spills and start really focusing on the big picture and what can be accomplished and what we can do and, and the impact that this industry can have on families and future generations. I know that there's a better way to building this business than throwing mud on the wall and just seeing what sticks. I, I know there is. And again, I think be authentic and build depth. Build as much depth with your people as you can, but at the same time, you have to guard your time. You know, I wish I had more time. Uh, but I want to make sure that the time I have, there's depth. There's not just small talk and bluff and telling people what they need, what they want to hear, so they'll stay on auto ship one more month. I don't believe in that. I believe it's helping people move forward, uh, identify their hurdles, identify their limiting beliefs, and then take action to get through them. You know, I don't have the foo foo dust. A lot of people, you know, they think what. You know, they contact me and it's like, it's like, they, well, I tried this, I tried that, and, and they come to me like it's foo-foo dust. It's not foo-foo dust. I can't do the work and develop the mindsets for, for a person. I can't, I can't make sure you have 30 uh, exposures so you can get in front of 15 so you'll sponsor five. And again, that was way back when, but the concept is as valid today as it ever was. Law of averages is a law of averages. That's why many of you that go through our training club or that we work with one-on-one, -on -one, we say, you know, buy Jim Rohn, how to build a network marketing business, and don't listen to it. Memorize it because that's called the law of averages, and it is the way recruiting and team building works. And you got to accept that and get it from your head to your heart as soon as possible, and there is no bot or lead program or anything else that's going to, to ever – sustain long periods of time but that law will be as valuable 50 years from now as it is today it is what it is and you can accept it or try to shortcut it you must be true to yourself authentic and aware of who you're who are you attracting that's a really good question for network marketing leaders to ask who are you attracting most network marketing organizations are full of people that like hanging out with you better than the ladies at choir practice or the crowd down at the karaoke bar or wherever they would normally waste time. Do you hear what I just said? They like wasting time with you better than other people that they, and I'm not saying choir practice or karaoke bars necessarily waste the time, but you understand what I'm saying. Who are you attracting? Are you attracting people with depth? Are you attracting people with depth? Find the right mentor. Be aware of the foo-foo dust and the shiny object syndrome. I had a guy that uh, has worked with me off and on for years. Sent me a, an email and I kind of converted it to a meme that I just want to share and we're getting ready to end up here guys but it says be a better leader be a better leader teaching your team they can launch their business depending on SEO funnels bots purchase lead and gizmos is setting them up for disappointment we have to understand there's a lot of people in this industry that are trying to do everything that they possibly can to not 
expand their comfort zone. A lot of people on your team, they're looking for the foo-foo dust so they don't have to expand their comfort zone. They don't have to face their fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else will think about them. And, and that's really what's going on in their brains, in their minds. And it's human nature. Fight, flight, or freeze. It's built into DNA. And we have to help them get past that. And the only way that's possible to get past that is to take the programming that we're born with, fight, flight, and reprogram it. And that all comes down to self-talk. So just understand that. I see so many really good people really trying to train people and teach people that are too scared to take action on anything that they teach. So we have to deal with the real, real, what's really going on. What's really going on? Because we can teach and train and teach and train, but if uh, belief leads to action, belief, they have to believe in themselves, they have to believe that they can, they have to believe that it's possible, but belief leads to action. I would so be a better leader in 2019. Find a company. If you don't have a company, find one that's in front of a trend. The trend is your friend. Find a company that's not a me too, if possible. And they, they don't come around that often, but be looking for it. Track your numbers. Track your numbers. You have to know what your ratios are. Track your numbers. Don't get sucked into the leader social club. You know, I heard somebody say one time that network markers are basically made up of people that are trying to prove that the kids in high school were wrong about them. And that blew my mind. I've talked about this, I think, in the past. But, you know, I... It was like, well, let's go all go on this leadership cruise. And 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 again, I, I, I'm very observant. And it's like there are, you have a lot of people in this profession that say, I'll validate you if you validate me. What do they call that? You're supposed to what are you supposed to do when you introduce somebody on a conference call? You're supposed to uh, the word escapes me. Uh, but but basically, you build them up and you... Uh, you know what I'm saying. I can't, it escapes me right now. And I'm not, I'm not saying that if there's anything wrong with that. I think that, that there's validity to that. Okay? In, in the right circumstances. But I also believe that as a whole... We, a lot of leaders spend their time blowing smoke up somebody's dress so they'll blow smoke up theirs. It's like, I'll validate you if you validate me. And again, there's time and place for that before a conference call or whatever, you know, so people know who they're listening to. There's, there's time for that. But it's almost become such a part of the culture that it's it's that we're deluding ourselves we're deluding ourselves sometimes 
So again, just thought, just a thought. Uh, I know that many of you listening to this podcast have people that um, really need help overcoming self-limiting beliefs, and some of you do as probably as well. Um, I'm going to share this with you just because I know some of you will be listening to it before the end of 2018. If you're listening to this, you know, in 2022, then go to programmingyourmind.com. Programmingyourmind.com. If you're listening to it prior to that and you've not seen the workshop that we do once a year in December, you can still access that. HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com lowercase uh, tinyurl.com forward slash lowercase pym for programming your mind pym 2018 we'll put it in the show notes as well my hope guys is that you examine your spiel examine your spiel and understand network marketing is not about recruiting everybody we can and creating as many customers as we can at all cost. Slam them. Slam dunk them. Close them. It's not what this is about. You're wasting everybody's time. You're looking for the right person at the right time in their life. Be authentic with them. If the timing's not right, respect that. Understand the timing in their life will change. And if you treat people the way you want to be treated, a lot of those people will come back to you. They'll remember you. I've, I've, I've had it happen many, many times. Many, many times. So really, my hope is that as a leader, you'll examine your spiel. You'll think about authenticity. You'll understand that it's not about recruiting everybody at all cost and then the last thing I want to share with you to end this year uh, there's a, a podcast that we did called wistful regret wistful regret and if I ask you right now what's the definition of wistful regret and if you can't explain that concept to me and many of you will be able to because I've talked about it before, but many of you won't. Because some of you heard me talk about it, but you never got it from your head to your heart. You, Oh, yeah, I've heard you talk about wistful regret. Okay, but you've got to get the, you've got to get the concept from your head to your heart. Okay, and you do that through repetition. But this is one of those concepts as you continue down your path in 2019 and beyond as a leader in this profession will, will serve you well. It will serve you well, this concept that for you personally and for everybody that you come in contact with. Uh, I'm going to give you another URL. It's just momhelp.com forward slash 2018 final it's the final blog post that we'll have at MLM help this year 2000 mlmhelp.com forward slash 2018 final and I talk about a lot of stuff but I also have reference to that wistful regret concept wistful regret it's in that article check it out 
you know, some of you listening between Christmas and New Year's, this is a lot of you are off your regular job. You're kind of chill, uh, taking in family, enjoying family, enjoying the holidays. But it's a really good time to really reevaluate where are you, where do you want to go. If you continue doing what you're doing, are you going to get there? Do you need to up your game? Do you need to take it to a next to a new level in 2019? Do you? And for me, every year, it's about taking it to a new level. When you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. When you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. And the odds are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're like in the top 5-10% of network markers in the world. In the world. You really are. But the competition is not with the other network markers in the world. The competition is with the person staring you back in the mirror. Helen Keller said, hell starts when the person we are meets the person we could have become. Success is living your life working towards where the group goes. Once you reach those goals, you're no longer a success unless you set new ones. Life is to be lived as a magnificent adventure or not at all. How is it a magnificent adventure when you're constantly working on yourself, when you work harder on yourself than you do on your business? You know, and again, Isolate yourself. Leadership cannot become part of the group. You know, you don't want to become part of people. Well, I'm going to validate them and they'll validate me. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's not productive. It's not productive. It's got to be genuine. It's got to be authentic. It's not authentic. It's of no value to anybody. So I hope you examine your spiel. I hope that you will think about authenticity. I hope you'll go check out mlmhelp.com forward slash 2018 final, the article there. I also gave you the program in your mind, 2018. If you're listening to this uh, during the between Christmas and New Year's break, it'd be very valuable. Uh, I've shared with oh the 27% success club. I don't know if I talked about that, but if not, check that out during this time. It's a webinar. And, and, and don't just check it out. It's 97 cents to experience it. You've got to experience it. You've got to experience it. If you've ever listened to anything I've said, I'm telling you, it's something you have to experience. And then you have to ask yourself, what if everybody on my team was experiencing this? What would that do for my growth, my income? Uh it's what is the domain? Takebacktheindustry.com. Takebacktheindustry.com. Guys, I appreciate your support through this year. Uh, I know this was kind of all over the place. I just needed to get some stuff out of my head, do a brain dump. I hope you got value from it. Your feedback is always appreciated. Uh, your comments, your feedback, more than you know. Uh, I hope that 2019, you blow the roof off of it. That you just, you have a phenomenal, phenomenal year. I can tell you personally, I have more excitement and anticipation about 2019 going into it. And I do every year, but like 2019, I really do. 
a lot of cool stuff happening. I hope it's happening for you. I hope you have an awesome, awesome Christmas. Thank you for your support of this podcast and everything we do. Uh, God bless you and yours, and I'll talk to you in 2019. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.